You're listening to Please Save Me. Please Save Me is the official recap podcast of Chicago Heroes, network TV's number one drama. Chicago Heroes is definitely a real TV show, but you won't find it in any TV guide. And if you don't watch it, that's, that's your, your problem. problem. You've got to take a sign. You know what makes me really sick to my stomach? What? It's watching you stuff your face with those hot dogs. If you see me coming, you better run because I'm gonna lay the fuck down! Nobody, I mean nobody, puts ketchup on a hot dog. Smells like courage. What's up, hero heads? Uh, welcome back to the Listener Waves. Uh, it's me, your host, Ben Flores, the number one super fan of Chicago Heroes, television's best TV show, a uh, hundred years running. And oh, I'm here with my co-host, the number zero fan of police of Chicago Heroes, Sarah Black. That's because number zero is higher than number one. You're listening to Please Save Me, and uh, with our powers combined, we are the recappers of Chicago Heroes. <laughs> um, so if you put us together, you get this podcast. Ben, what are your powers? Uh, my powers are um, just watching TV and talking about it. Okay. Uh, and with those powers combined, mm -hmm. I'm a recapper. Yeah. And what about yours? Um, they're pretty much the same, except I also bring the funny i would like to go invisible if i could yeah is that the superpower you'd most want or go really strong i would want x-ray vision or dig really deep holes well with our powers combined you would not still be able to see me because i would be very strong and unseen um can x-ray <laughs> yeah. see visible um i think that's really up to us i think that's up to us and I would say yes, because I don't want to lose sight of you. I think it's up to science. Well, mm. this week's episode of Chicago Heroes was fantandabulous. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, I just didn't see this one coming, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I knew a new episode was coming out. I'm not stupid. But, like, I didn't see just the the plot itself was so out of left field. And I mean that in the best possible way. This was so good. And... It's just like every time I set my expectations for this show and I set them really, really high. I set them really high and every time they exceed them and every time they top themselves and they've done it again. And I, I just have to keep setting my expectations higher, I guess. And that's healthy. You know, Sarah, when you were just talking there just then and you said that it was out of left field. You actually got me really confused, and I was wondering if huh. this episode had been about baseball. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I forgot the but whole plot of it, yeah, and everything that happened. So I'm going to have to reorient myself here. Okay. Do you uh, want to take a break to just watch the episode again real quick? And we're back. Okay, so I'm refreshed. Uh, I got an update on that episode. Um, so thanks for giving me a chance to go stream that again on my yeah. um, DVR. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Oh, really good stuff. Yeah, and, uh, a total home no. run. <laughs> Sorry, wait, what? It was a total home run. Shit. And we're back. Okay, um, not a baseball in sight. No pitchers or catchers to be found. Uh, not a... 
love to be smacked. Uh, well, <laughs> in any case, um, this was a great episode. Oh, uh, yeah. And a real slam dunk touchdown. And we are back, back on the podcast recording again. Um, and boy, uh, you know, I went back to watch that episode again, and I was really thinking that it was uh, going to be basketball. Yeah. Uh, but it was not basketball. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, no dopey dudes and no pretty ladies. Um, but so now you've watched it three times. <laughs> I've watched it three A times. Triple play. At least, if you <laughs> three can. Three strikes, and we're back. Yes, and uh, as much as I thought that there was going to be some bowling balls, uh, three of them, in fact, in that uh, episode, um, clattering all ten pins, uh, one, two, three, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, there were not. Uh, But, uh, okay, so really good stuff. Um, What we're going to do now is uh, introduce our guest. We've actually brought on an expert this episode now a lot of times on this podcast we like to have folks on who are um not experts not experts laymen yes and what is an expert it's somebody who knows everything about a particular topic or every topic um ben and i are experts about chicago heroes for example Mm -hmm. um god is an expert about the world yeah Okay, well, we're going to go somewhere in between with this guy. This is Courtney Taffer. Welcome to the show, Courtney. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me, We're guys. so excited You're to have welcome. you here. And as long as we're on the topic of experts and what they're um, into, why don't you say what you're an expert on? Yeah, thanks. Um, I'm the world's uh, foremost expert on attending medieval times. Um, it's, a, it's a great time for everyone. Um, anyone of all ages can attend. Um, and I really think everyone should go. Um, I consider myself an expert on it uh, because I mm, am. Yeah. And I also um, run my own podcast. It's pretty similar to this one. It's called Please Saveth Me Medieval Times. Wow. Got it. Yeah. We've yeah. had a lot of people doing spinoffs of our show. Yeah. Kind of left and right out there. And uh, mm-hmm. we've been trying to honestly cash in on that. Um, right. But we've just yeah. been having a, like, we've just been having a hard time securing the rights. Uh, well, and, and incorporating as well. Incorporating, Please save me. Network limit, is. Limiting our liability. Mm-hmm. I mean, our liability way out there right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, unlimited. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that is hitting us in the wallet hard. Yeah. Uh, really hard. A real um, smack in the nuts. Yeah, and mm. we've we've uh, we've talked to LegalZoom, and what they've kind of told us is we've stolen so much of the stuff for our show yeah. that it's going to be really hard to get other people to pay us to license right, it. Right, yeah, paying us agreements, to license it. Agreements, and partnerships, and everything going to be hard to, hard to sign, sign off, off on. on. Hey, so I've never been to Medieval Times. Can you tell me a little bit? What? Yeah, I... You've well, never attended? Too busy um, trying to incorporate Please Save Me Network and yeah. watching TV, sure. watching Chicago Heroes specifically. Mm-hmm. Also, I... Um, if you guys... I haven't really brought it up in a while, but I actually spent all of my income on taking classes at UCB. And um, between that and some other things that I've kind of had to pay for, um, which we don't need to get into, um, yeah, I just haven't had time or the means to go to medieval sure. medieval time. So Sarah if you broke her face running through a plate <laughs> glass window. God damn it. Oh yeah. It looks good. Oh yeah. These yeah, two black eyes a, look really good. They gave her a different one. 
So yeah, so I had a face transplant. I'm actually one of the. Yeah. And they used a beat up guy to give her mm. her yeah. face. Well, that was the only person who was dead in the hospital. Yeah. That day. Oh, um, that's right. So if you couldn't, he died off getting hit by. Um, he he was trying to break the world record for pitching two baseballs at once. And he pitched two baseballs, and both the hitters hit the baseballs, line drives, and they hit sir, hit the guy mm-hmm. in both his eyes, um, knocked his, gave him a brainerism, and he, he fell over dead right away. Well, Why is that funny? It's honestly, well, uh, <laughs> if I may, it's funny. It's funny. It's funny that he brings up baseball because that's what this whole episode was that's about. That's why it was fun. <laughs> Fucking goddamn it. And, and we're, we're back. back. So medieval times, if you wouldn't mind just giving us um, a quick rundown of the experience there, what yeah. somebody who's maybe new to it could expect, just some maybe top line stuff. We don't need to get mm-hmm. into the intricacies of somebody who's been there multiple times yeah. and have probably had multiple different experiences, but just like what could I um, expect? So you're looking for more of a baseline recap? Yeah, baseline recap. Right. Um, it's an interactive experience, um, about the, uh, battle for, uh, a kingdom. Um, and there are multiple, uh, groups fighting for control of this kingdom. And, How many groups? Uh, four groups. Okay. Four groups fighting for control of a kingdom. Sounds like Game of Thrones, if you ask me. No, um, it's not. The books. This is not like any of that. Okay. This is real life. Game oh. of, Game of Thrones is a fantasy. Okay. And this is a- actualities. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, one of them is a book and one of them is a place. So. And both of them are uh, the book is not real, the TV show is not real. The I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, so there's four real. people, four groups of people. There's four groups uh they're fighting for control of the kingdom. So what are they like orcs, hobbits? No, they're color-based. Um it's a green Whoa. group. <laughs> it's a green group, a red group. Slow your roll there, buddy. A blue group and a yellow group. It, but colors of their clothing. Ah. Green, red, yellow and blue. Mhm. Hmm. Sounds like a stop sign plus another color. Blue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it would be a stop sign, a Light. go sign, a yield sign, yeah. and a blue sign. Yeah. Um, so they. A rest stop sign. Yes. And uh, there's a princess who is in control of the kingdom. And Navi. Hmm? Uh, blue, the Navi. Uh, Merry Christmas to you as well. Um, there is a uh, princess, and they're all basically fighting for control of the princess. It's a. It's... James Cameron's avatar. Mm. mm. Ah. Mm. It's not like that at all. Um, okay. And then the audience is divided into sections depending on where you're sitting in the audience. Um, Do you get to choose? Uh, no. So you've probably sat in all four different sections, though. Unobtainium. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what they do you have to go to the planet to get unobtainium? I see you. That's not part of medieval times. Okay. Avatar two and three come out next year, though. So. Uh... I will not be in attendance. I will. Be busy at medieval times. People are blue. <laughs> so there's four different colors, and you get to sit in the four different mm-hmm. sections. Yes, yeah. and you, um, and then you root for your knights. What if you don't like your knight? Um, then you can uh, root against your knight. You can say, "Not my knight." Yeah, 
Hashtag not my night. Yeah. Mm, traitor. Traitor um, should be executed on the floor of the grounds of medieval times, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. If you root for a night that isn't your own, you're no better than the standard issue Benedict Arnold, and yeah. you should have the, your head guillotined. Yeah. Well, or at least knocked out by two baseballs. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's what happened at the beginning of this uh, episode of uh, the show so Mm -hmm. maybe we should get into that um so in terms of this episode of chicago heroes Mm -hmm. i just watched it again okay just took a little pause it was about medieval times and now it's all making sense to me Uh, in terms of why we have (laughs) yes that's that's why i'm here yeah yeah yes it wasn't clicking Mm -hmm. and i was kind of just trying to place you Mm -hmm. like i was like why is this guy expert on medieval times why are we having him i went back watched the show it was about it was all set there yeah um and so now it's all clicking as to why we have you here yeah Uh, and this episode started with uh they were executing a traitor on the uh floor of the grounds of medieval times restaurant yes Uh, um downtown chicago medieval times restaurant right there in um chicago square chicago square Mm-hmm. Where, yeah, mm-hmm. in the center where all the action happens. Mm-hmm. Kind of the big centerpiece building in Chicago Square. Right. And they have so many good Hundred stories. Hundred stories high. Yeah. Mm. And great stores in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and a lot of stories. Medieval Times is on the first through second floors. And then they got mm-hmm. um, 88 or 98 stories worth of um, Brooks Brothers. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Mac counter mm-hmm. um, and untuck Zoomies it. and untuck it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nantucket. Yeah. Nectars. Yeah. Juice. Vineyard bar. vines. So a lot of stores down there. Have you seen that down there, Courtney? Yeah, Taffer, have you been to the stores? There, or do you ever no, just stay I on the first second I floor? I stay on the first and second floor. I'm oh, a, okay. I'm a medieval times head myself, so I haven't yeah. been. Sure. Floors three through 100. Well, the economics, they trickle down, and I'm sure that a lot of those shoppers up there in those stores are the ones who get the butts in the seats of medieval times down there to root for those nights after they're mm-hmm. done with a day of uh, packing their bags with goods and services. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. You see a lot of Brooks Brothers bags in the audience. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, me- medieval times is, uh, it's kind of a chance for. Uh, the hobnobbing blue bloods of our country to uh, act like serfs and peasants for a mm-hmm. day and crowd the seats. Mm-hmm. Of, blue uh, bloods. Yeah. Well, yeah. only if you're in the blue section. Uh, yellow section is referred to as yellow bloods. Green, Cowardly. Green bloods in the green section and red bloods in the red section. Um <laughs> But and, and all uh, those lives and matter. well, I would say that yes. the, the one who was ex- the, the person who was executed down on the ground at the beginning of this episode uh, for being a traitor, mm-hmm. uh, well, I would have to call them a mudblood uh, <laughs> because they were certainly um, going against uh, their group. And yeah, the, they yeah. voted for Jeremy Corbyn, and the executioner was not having it. No, mm-hmm. no. Uh, And it was a ghastly sight uh, watching this uh, peasant get guillotined uh, at the opening of the episode. It looked very real. It looked so real. And I thought, wow, you know, sometimes they open these um, Chicago heroes, which is usually about crimes. Sometimes they open it with a crime. uh, But the crime is sometimes not the crime we're solving. Exactly. And that is a tricksy um, trick that they pull on us. Tricksy trick. Yeah, well, I thought that this was going to be the... Cr- I was like, okay, well, they're going to have to uh, 
uh, figure out where how to get his head back yeah, on his body. Yeah. yeah, and Pierce Brosnan's the doctor would have to sew it back on. Mm. And frankly, I was really kind of interested in that narrative as somebody mm. who's recently undergone undergone a face transplant. Yeah, and they it, it, they do use that face transplant gun to put that face back yeah. on, and I was really impressed by by that when I was watching through the um, observation deck to your operating well, room. Well, yeah, my operating room was actually the newborn nursery, as we know, um, just because they couldn't put me anywhere else. Um, so they just had me kind of in there, so everybody was looking at new babies, but also could see me getting a new face shot onto mm. my face. Yeah, I was watching from the observation deck, and there were a lot of people around me saying, mm, that's a big baby, that's a big baby. Uh, and, and it's the best I've ever felt. <laughs> Well, because you were pumped full of um, nitrous, the good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, but uh, in any case, we're kind of getting away from it because, uh, as you know, Courtney Taffer, mm-hmm. that yeah. is not what this crime, uh, the head, the head chop crime, was not what this episode was about. No, no. absolutely not. Absolutely not. Well, that was acting. Yeah. Right. I mean, I thought it looked so real, but it was acting. Well, that's the beauty of medieval times: is everything is uh, authentic. Speaking of authentic, what? kind of food do you eat there at medieval times yeah oh that's the best part they uh bring you turkey legs a <sighs> giant turkey leg I and everyone turkey. in the audience gets a turkey leg and um you get a goblet of mead Ooh. see i actually was cl- a close watcher beans there's also beans those are good mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and i noticed potatoes there's occasionally potatoes as well Ooh. what i saw was that the I knew that they had. The Sometimes chi- I hear you get corn on the cob. There is, there ah, is occasionally. I love that stuff. Always a turkey leg, and then the sides rotate depending yeah, seasonal. on when you attend. Yeah, right. it's all yeah. season. I knew that there was the turkey legs because the green beans. If you're in the green section, oh, and yellow corn if mm-hmm. you're in the yellow section, mm-hmm. and blood sausage if you're in the red section. Mm-hmm. And actually, if you watched this episode closely, what you'd been able to see, or is even a tomato if you're in the red section, yeah. if it's summer. Yes, when the audience got upset, a blue. Berry in the blue section. Yes, we call them blue balls. They got really mm-hmm. mad at the uh, the guy who got his head guillotined. Do you think off. you could eat a navi? Merry Christmas to you as well. It's not funny. Uh, for when the guy who got his head guillotined off stood back up, the audience got really mad that he wasn't actually dead because they felt like they had been kind of screwed out of the authenticity, and they were all throwing the turkey legs at him. And it was bonking him on his real head, which he popped back up out of his shirt. Yes. Uh, and, and then his he head said, got so... I'm fine. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure you live. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and his, his head, head got, got so greasy. <laughs> so greasy and swollen and bloody, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, because those bones hit him hard. <laughs> yeah. And he got really well, bloody a, and dizzy. And he kind of wobbled his way off. Yeah, a lot of people are don't know this, but turkey legs are the densest of bones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and our Foley artists and had a lot of... And that's why turkeys can't fly. Yeah. Our Foley artists had a lot of hard work because they had to make all those bonking noises Mm. and then some really big like bonk yeah right towards the right towards the end there when he was losing his balance trying to get off the ground yeah and they kind of made it look like a comic book a little bit with like those um like words and words in the blasts that said like bonk and ow and blammo yeah yeah Yeah. into Uh, the medieval verse but that was all cold open yeah. And then we do a little time jump to uh, the main 
event. Yes. And we know I knew it was the main event because there was a big uh wrestling style announcer voice yeah. that yeah. Uh, announced the the well, title card. Yeah, that's auth- that's authentic and that's how they did it back in the medieval times. Have you ever thought about how cool it would be to maybe be that guy? Like have you ever thought about working there and doing that? You job? must fantasize about it. I yeah. have I'm fantasizing about you fantasizing about it. I have extensively fantasized about having every potential job at medieval times. And but you must practice doing that announcer voice. Yeah. Uh yeah. Oh, do you want me to do it now? <laughs> yeah, that... of course. Um, all right. Uh uh I'll, I'll I won't do exactly what how they did it. Okay, the so show. say I'm mm, team green. Okay, great. And say that Ben is mm, Team yellow. Okay. Okay. And okay. Say we're, we both got our jousting sticks up and Mm -hmm. ready and we're pointing at each other and we're making eye contact. It's a lance. That's good. I'm sure the. It would be a jousting lance, uh, not a jousting stick. Okay. (laughs) Well, I've never been. So, okay. Say we're ready. It's good you're getting the medieval times expert this scenario. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he Mm -hmm. didn't. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen. This is the main event of the mid-evening. Introducing first, representing the green folk with her green lance, blood as green as green blood and money. It's Arthur Lance Armstrong. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then... Um, and then there would be a, 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 a bunch of flashing lights at this point. Um, very cool stuff. A hawk would fly down upon my shoulder if, in this scenario, I am the Medieval Times announcer. Great. Um, and her opponent. Uh, what, what did we decide? Was he yellow? Yellow. yellow? Okay. And her opponent. Uh, blue. Uh, it, it seems like the majority of us were thinking yellow, yellow. so we'll probably go yellow. Okay. All right. okay. And her opponent, representing the yellow folk. Brr. Yeah, there'd be a lot of booze. Um, Commonly, uh, yellow is the most ganged up upon um, section by the other three sections. All right. Um, So that's a thing to keep in mind. All right. All right. Um, (laughs) Representing the yellow folk with his blood as gold as a yellow. He's a wanker. Yeah, he's a wanker. Good, good. This is good. He's a wanker. Uh, Betty Lee Crocker. Oh, shit. Stop. Uh, He's a bloody wanker. Oh, please. All right. All right. Oh, God damn. God, fuck. No, fuck. Come on. Here comes the hawk. Oh, wham. So that's what it would be like um, if you were there. Rules. That's awesome. Yeah, that rules. Um, well, they didn't do any of that in this uh, no, episode because they wanted fanfare. to get right yeah. to the crime. And uh, the crime. Well, we had a big knight battle, so we yeah. had the two knights. Um, so they weren't. Uh, uh, they weren't. Um, jousters but they were sorters yes and so they were sorting each other really hard Mm -hmm. um there was a gray knight green knight 
Um, sorry, we watched it on a black and white TV. <laughs> That's okay. Um, That's okay. So he was gray. <laughs> he was. To- they were both gray, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we could kind of tell who was who just because the faces were different. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty easy to tell when you. Oh, have... you could tell through their helmets. Yeah. Oh, at, well, it's at, easy actually, to tell when one of them's Ben Affleck yeah. and the other is Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Well, at medieval times, we call. Um, when two sorters are going head to head and they're wearing a helmet, we call their helmets sorting hats. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, well, they spent. I would say right. they both had pretty good moves with those mm-hmm. sorting hats uh, in terms of using those to yeah. block their rival sorter's sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I've never seen a hat with um, plumes made of more swords. <laughs> To my knowledge, that was a specific request made by Steve Buscemi. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah his sorting hat looked like a giant uh, peacock feather mm-hmm. yes. uh, made of swords. It almost looked like is if you were uh, like if he had a giant kind of throne or seat that he would sit mm-hmm. on with big spikes uh, out in a fan, but it was behind on top of his head. Mm. Yeah, I guess I don't know what that would be. A sorting hat, fancy one. Yeah. Uh, and so, then the other guy's sorting hat. Yeah, Ben uh, Affleck. Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. His was kind of like just a little leather cap um, and to, without much protection. He had like but it had a Boston Red Sox logo on it. <laughs> it had a Red Sox logo on it and um, two... Two ears, two small two small ears. Yeah, little kind of elf ear type yeah, things. Yeah, I would say elf ears, yeah. Coming up off the top of his hat. Mm-hmm. Um not made to look like his ears. No, his no. ears were visible, sticking out under the hat. Yeah, and then the elf ears were up on yeah top of it. Yeah, the, he, those ears were made to look like the ears of an elf. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, which have four. Uh, yeah. So it was actually pretty authentic. Uh, but we got to say, not much protection. No. And um, typically, that wouldn't be a problem, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because, uh, you know, I don't know how they rig these uh, sword uh, battles um, and whether the winner is determined in advance or sure. whether any of the moves are kind of choreographed. Do you yeah. know? Uh, indeed, I do. Um, it's all improvised. So night to night, they won't know who it's going to be, who the winner and <laughs> That takes me be. back to my UCB days improvising and watching this episode actually took me back to watching sarah's ucb days improvising because i slept through most of it you slept through this episode uh through most of it but i caught all the good parts the parts we would need to talk about the big laugh lines four different times and you fell asleep well that's what i mean is i I, yeah i think that's that's what i mean is i consecutively slept through each different part of it it's definitely that that's the the thing about baseball as a sport is it's hard to stay engaged what the fuck and we're back Mm. um so ben you always said you really liked my uh class shows I did, but it felt like I saw each one four times. Mm. They were different uh, even every time. I only watched they were different about a quarter every time. Of it, uh, How many levels sleeps. are at UCB? Fourteen. Well, it depends what you can pay for. Mm. But yeah. Okay. There, well, well there's one, like oppor- one hundred if you one hundred if you pay for premium. Right. Well, and there's oh. and it, it's all about opportunity too. Sure. Like, um, yeah, there's a hundred premium classes, but you know, at some point. Yeah, it's just like what you can pay for and like how much exposure yeah. you're willing to get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you can go all the way to the 100th class, it's on the rooftop and then you get maximum exposure. 
uh, well, we didn't see the rooftop of the Chicago Square uh, Medieval Times building, but we did stay mm-hmm. in the first and second floor. Yep. And, and it, let's not belabor the point no, anymore. No, let's cut to the chase. Let's cut to the chase and cut right through that chain ben mail. Ben Affleck's chain mail that was on his face. And he died. Died hard. <laughs> And for me... Which is my favorite Navi film. <laughs> yes. Uh, absolutely. Uh, it is. Um, well, uh, much like the... Uh, <laughs> oh, I just got that. Thank you. <laughs> so I got confused by this because we had seen before... Uh, the guy got guillotined and then his head pops back up. So I don't know if you're watching this, Courtney Taffer, as someone who's been to medieval times so many. Um, how often is it uh, that people really die when you're watching the show at medieval times? Um, in my opinion, as a viewer, uh, every show. Okay. Someone show. dies every show. But yeah. if I were, you know, working backstage or, or a part scientist. of the crew or a scientist, I would say zero, zero deaths. Yeah, exactly. And it's that <laughs> science perspective that I was bringing because I'm not um, an mm-hmm. aficionado of yeah. the craft. I was bringing mm. the audience perspective. I love to suspend my disbelief and um, just go to the show. Oh, and, and I just love to pick shit apart. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, when I he see does. something, yeah. I just want to. Uh, take all the meat off that bone and mm-hmm. um, find out how the bone inside is trying to trick me. And then yeah, throw and that's that bone. Bonk. Why I'm glad he slept through most of my UCB class shows because the stuff he did see, boy, he really railed me hard. Oh, yeah. When I was awake during those shows, I would usually turn to the person next to me and say, I would say, uh, uh, that's an improv scene right there. Uh, you know, or turn to the person on the other side of me or say, uh, continuity error much. Uh, yeah. And point out the kind of places where someone would run in front of the scene uh, to yeah. start a new one i'd say uh, where where'd they come from yeah well the Stuff it's like fun, it's funny they're the core tenets of improv are very similar to the core tenets of medieval times well because they're all improv mm-hmm, exactly and do voices mm-hmm, yeah you know that's and, number one yeah and if you see a horse that's a sweep edit so well, there were uh, there. there were horses aplenty that galloped across the stage mm-hmm. after Ben Affleck got his face bonked and died. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, and I kind of thought, oh, that's so that they can get his body off the stage, and we will, you know, not see him pop back to life like the first guy who screwed up by putting his head up out of his shirt and got turkey leg to the head to be bloody. Absolutely. Um, but then remember. We're not at remember. medieval times. We're yes, we're not at medieval times. Remember, remember, we're not at medieval times. One week after the fifth of January was when this episode aired, uh, <laughs> and it was an episode of Chicago Heroes. So we have the ability to actually leave the grounds, and we cut to another scene where we are backstage, and the backstage, which is not on the grounds of medieval times. Mm-hmm. No, 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 it's not. It's across the street. Uh-huh. They get ready across the street and then cross um, Chicago Boulevard yep. to get into the theater. Yeah. There's a Kate Spade across the street where they do all their preparation pre-show. Yeah. And um, there's a tunnel that leads from underground in the Chicago Square to the Kate Spade. Yeah. Yes. So that's where they are And now. of course, that's where they do their pre-show. Yeah. Right? But then there's a tunnel from the uh, Kate Spade over to a Lacoste. Yeah. And that's where they do their post-show. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so they were yeah. over there in the Lacoste. Yeah. Well, this was actually mid-show. So. Oh, you're right. I was confused. Between... But they went to the Lacoste because of the emergency. Yeah, because of the emergency. That's also the emergency yeah. room for Medieval Times. Yeah, because yes. mid-show, mid-show, it's just a Chick-fil-A, but this was a Sunday, so they had to go all the way through to the Lacoste. Yeah. Yeah, and the, and that, sur- that actually turned out to be a problem mm-hmm. because when the... <laughs> Be- because uh, when the stage medics got um, Ben Affleck's chainmail off his face and it was bleeding hard, mm-hmm. oh, really bloody, so bloody. Oh boy, I thought that was... guy was on the red team. Yeah, and you... <laughs> he was not. And the uh, the medic looked at it for just one moment and he goes, "Ooh, I should have worn this. Is terrible. I should have worn my brown pants because <laughs> it was rusty." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, the it was so much blood on the polos and the boat shoes and the salmon uh, shorts Mm -hmm. that the Lacoste worker guy said, uh, if you bleed on it, you buy it. Yeah. Yeah. uh, It looks like these alligators have been eaten something. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Om nom nom (laughs) is what. uh, Gotta change our logo. (laughs) Ben Affleck made one kind of final wisecrack. (laughs) He went like, om nom nom. Om nom nom. Om nom nom. nom. Because he's from Boston. Yeah. Yeah. The alligators are going to om my nom. Uh, they om nommed my om off. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was kind of riff, doing uh, ad libs. Yeah. yeah, doing um, a riff. And he was improvising through it. Yeah. Totally. And, he, and that's, that's just how a muscle. I hope to die. That's just a muscle you can't stop working out. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. It's uh, involuntary to me <laughs> and to Ben Affleck. And yeah. that's. Honestly, I said it, and I don't think you were listening, but that's how I hope to die. Yeah, no, I heard it, and uh, it is how he died with yeah, because he had inv- yeah. involuntary spasms, as the stage medic said. Uh, if we were in Chick Fil A, I could save him, mm-hmm. but I don't have my tools. No, you know, I don't have my stuff. The main tool he was missing was the Bible, and all of those were in Chick Fil A. <laughs> yeah, and so there was kind of a somber moment. Yeah, where everybody. Uh, realized that Ben Affleck tried five minutes. Oh, it was five minutes of somber. It was five minutes where they all prayed for Ben Affleck's soul Mm. and Mm -hmm. wished that he would have uh, an okay eternity in hell because they weren't able to, the stage medic wasn't able to administer last rites right. because he didn't have his uh, official 2019 edition Chick-fil-A Bible mm-hmm. uh, on which to swear the last rites over mm-hmm. Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, Ben Affleck uh, committed cinema sins by being in Geely. And so By he, having a brother, Casey Affleck. Mm. Right, and uh, not being his, his keeper. Uh, leaving him behind in this world. Yeah. Uh, and so they all kind of said, ah, it's kind of a big sin to die on your brother, uh, <laughs> leave the worst one behind. Yeah. And um, they, they should have taken the other guy. Uh, big Oscar moments for every person, I would say, in this scene. Yeah. Kind of doing their monologue about what Ben Affleck meant to them. Yeah. Something I want to say, and just stick with me here, because mm-hmm. um, it's going to be good, is that in Geely... At one point, mm-hmm. Jennifer Lopez spreads her legs for Ben Affleck and says, gobble, gobble. And there were turkey legs in this episode. And I'm wondering if the writers were kind of doing a little... Shared cinematic universe. Yes, yeah. exactly. 
Well, you can try to the expe- the extended put lipstick on a cinema sin, uh, but you're never quite going to be able to make it look like a pretty lady. Uh, it's always going to be a pig. And uh, I think that that's why they were tr- trying to... I guess we should change the nomenclature. It's going to put lipstick on a turkey is what they were (laughs) trying to do. And how crazy would that look? And it's really crazy because we started this season off at Thanksgiving. Depending on where the makeup's from and the attractiveness of the turkey, I guess. I would assume that this makeup was from Sephora where they do the post-show party. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And Mm -hmm. because someone did run over there uh, through the tunnel and uh, they got a uh, midnight blue shade of lipstick and because they, he was a blue knight yep and they brought it back over to him and put it on his lips mm-hmm. uh and, and said go ahead and kiss the devil with it yeah and i assume they got the turkey from hollister because that place is full of them but we've actually <laughs> spent maybe um a little much time on the part of this scene hey, uh, that matters the least that yeah. matters the least because what matters the most is that uh they the stage medic says we need a doctor. Mm-hmm. Pierce Brosnan, the doctor, one of the Chicago heroes, mm-hmm. he shows up. The newest Chicago hero. Newest Chicago hero trying to make his bones. His turkey bones. Trying to um prove himself. Trying to snap the larger half of the wishbone. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh and that is the only doctor tool that he has on him. A wishbone. A wishbone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he has to use that as his forceps mm-hmm. to kind of examine uh, Ben Affleck's face. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, after a moment of looking at it, um, he says, this man's really dead. And they all kind of say, yeah, we know. We said his last, we tried to say his last rites. He's all going right. to hell uh, and everything. Yeah, and Pierce Brosnan goes, no, but he's really dead. Somebody really killed him. And they all kind of say, yeah, we know. Yeah. You're not helping, doctor. Yeah, we're all crying. Yeah. And so then we start to get the other heroes into the picture. Right. Like, we get a firefighter. Yeah. We get the rookie cop. We get the the lawyer. The chief cop. We get the chief. Until finally... It's kind of a who's on first... Yeah, and but of course they were on uh, Fifth. Um, they were at Fifth and Chicago Boulevard. Yeah, and uh, when we finally get a grizzled old detective in the room, the grizzled old detective chomping his cigar says, "I think something's fishy's going on. Something's fishy's going on." <laughs> and then title sequence. <laughs> bah, 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 Chicago, Chicago heroes. heroes. So that whole thing was about two minutes yeah <laughs> yeah cold open they kept it tight which <laughs> yeah, was nice yeah 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 <clears throat> good stuff so anyway yeah <laughs> so that was the uh that was the two minute cold open first act and uh now i'm realizing what the episode's going to be about right um mm-hmm. so we'd all thought it was going to be about one thing and we're back. Uh, okay, got confused there for a moment. But what the episode was going to be about was um, somebody killed Ben Affleck. And they killed him by replacing his <laughs> sword. You, you seem so happy with that. <laughs> well, I was really happy because it's such a good plot device. Yeah. To, to kill- have him killed with um, his sword got replaced with a real blade. 
His sword got replaced with a real blade? <laughs> yes. His sword got re- Ben Affleck's sword out on the medieval times grounds. Got- I think it's probably crucial to mention that in the cold open, something we forgot to mention um, because it was so short and because we didn't yeah. spend a whole lot of time on it was that he fell off. He fell on his own sword on his face yeah. when he got bonked so hard. Yeah. Was actually a big goof. Yeah, he actually defeated Buscemi in the battle. Right away. The, <laughs> Almost immediately. It was hard for Buscemi to move around with the peacock helmet. Uh, so, But the, uh, the the audience was not happy, so they were throwing these turkey bones. So Ben was getting bonked, bonked, Par- bing, Trying bong, to bing. parry the turkey bones yeah. with his sword mm-hmm. it was too well, many. doing bad job so in bad a job. truly ironic move he said to the he holds his hands up to the crowd and he goes listen i am not gonna fall on my sword for this win <laughs> and then he tripped and fall and killed himself yeah. yeah right as he's falling to the ground i told you i ain't gonna fall on my fucking sword i'm not gonna do it He's trying to get me to fall on. Uses always trying. Uses always trying every week to get me to fall on my sword by throwing these turkey legs in my noggin, and I ain't gonna fall on it. You can bonk me, you can cuss me, you can spit at me, but I ain't gonna fucking go down. I've been winning, and I'm gonna stay winning. And then, yeah, what, what, then everything we just talked about. Yeah. Everything we talked so now about. after the cold open, we are kind of standing there over our daily departed and wondering you know, what do we do now that we know that the sword was real? Well, it seems to be, uh, the detect, we got the, um, grizzled old detective guy at, uh, hero headquarters. Yeah. They dragged the body to hero headquarters, which seemed a little strange because you're Long probably losing way. some evidence in the meantime, but you got to trust that these heroes know what they're doing. Yeah. yeah I mm-hmm. mean, and especially with Morgan Freeman at the helm, uh, of this particular investigation, uh, you're not going to question his tactics. No. Uh, so he's back there at Hero Headquarters, looks to be open and shut. Mm-hmm. You know, well, g- guy fell on his own sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- uh, what are you going to do about it? Uh, but he he realizes, uh, and how does he realize it? Uh, well. <laughs> Well, let's just say let's he does some detective work yeah. <laughs> and he realizes and some good old fashioned good detective, old fashioned pounding the pavement work. looking through the paperwork yeah oh yeah looking through he's hunting down um he looks at the serial number on the sword uh-huh. and he goes to the uh chicago sword archives uh-huh. um, of uh registered blades and it was from hobby lobby Yes, and he realizes, well, Medieval Times actually contracts with uh, Menards. Michael's, um, Menards. Michael's for their crafts and Menards yeah. for yeah, their sorry. arts. Yeah, And so... Medieval Times only associates with other M uh, companies. Yes, right, which is sense. why it's down on Michigan Avenue. Yes. Um, and Chicago Boulevard and 5th. Well, yes, well... We, well, I, that's where Kate Spade is. The official under. address yeah. actually is Chicago. the... They have the back door made up to look like the front door, and the front door to made up look like the back door, <sighs> which is why Chicago Square's address is. Yeah. That's fun trivia. Michigan, Did you look that up Michigan after the Avenue. episode? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's actually how most um, castles were made to look back in the day as well. So that's why they did it. Because there. you have to trick the opposing forces, mm-hmm. right? And, and there were kind of tricks and treats all through this episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. something fishies is happening at every corner. And that's uh, what Morgan Freeman figures out, and he goes, oh, you know, he he goes up to the board where they got the crimes at, and he had that case closed, right? He had a big check mark under 
um, sorted to death. Mm-hmm. And well, you probably thought it said closed, but what it actually said was cold. So he had to just reopen the case. Yes, a cold case is when it's not solved, but it's dead. Um, that's just something I learned in UCB. Yeah, the lore of this episode. Oh, yeah, that was level twenty. Impressive. Thank you. Yes, and I'm good. And the lore was a little confused in this episode, mm-hmm. I would say, in terms of the police headquarters appeared to be kind of in disarray because we yes. got this out-of-town detective in town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He seems to kind of keep track of things a little differently. Yeah. yeah. So that might have been where I was actually Yeah, conf- a real fishies off. out of water. Yeah, and, uh, and you can tell that the other heroes don't really want to trust him. Right. Oh. No. They don't. They say... At it's all. our day off. Yeah. yeah. We were <laughs> It was Sunday. And you know, the past few episodes, these <sighs> heroes have really had their days off kind of muddled by responsibility and things that they kind of feel close to. And it's a little strange as if the show is kind of hinting that maybe these things are all happening for a reason. Mm. Maybe they're all happening because the heroes are at these places, maybe the trouble is finding them. I don't yeah. know. It's just something I've been thinking about. Could be false. I, I tried writing to find out, and they sent me another restraining order for further yards away, and I just, I guess we'll never know. Mm. And we really won't because it wasn't in the text. You know, it wasn't in the show. We don't see any of that exam, and that's all conjecture. I mean, in the show, we just basically cut ahead to all the heroes sitting around and Morgan Freeman lecturing at them, what we have here is a classic whodunit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And explaining he's got a crime board with uh, strings and cards and a different type of crime board than the previous one. Yeah, but a Uh, classic type of crime board. Oh, classic crime board. And connecting the players. So we've got Ben Affleck, Mm We've got Steve Buscemi, mm-hmm. who is pretty much the obvious suspect, suspect. for yeah, replacing he's, Ben Affleck's yeah. fake sword right. with the real sword. Yeah, he's yeah. number one suspect, I think. I I think myself the whole time, okay, it's obviously Steve Buscemi. Yeah, and Morgan Freeman explains that to the other heroes. He says, uh, I was watching PBS Masterpiece Theater's Prime Suspect, and one thing I learned from the detecting on that show is there's always a prime suspect. Yeah. And in this case, it's Steve, Steve Buscemi. Yeah. In a recurring appearance on the show. Yeah, what's he been on the show? Three, four, five? Yeah, he played a really hot hunk before um, <laughs> yeah. on one of the episodes. Um, yeah. But he's in a uh, startlingly ugly turn um, with kind of despicable characteristics in this episode. Yeah. Peacocking, deplorabling. Mm-hmm. And um, really just obungling the battle that these guys had. Uh, and so, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the heroes really want to take him down, right? Um, they want to not even consider the other suspects. Mm-hmm. Uh, Courtney, you had to be grinding your freaking gears when you saw this. Here's because the thing. I, was I can tell because your teeth are whittled, whittled down, down to also, almost nothing. Yeah. Like you've been just clenching your jaw yeah i also gnaw on turkey bones and those are the densest bones and those really uh do damage i can think of a bone a little bit and that was the technique that (laughs) impossible the turkey bone is the densest bone in the human body that was just a funny joke from ucb level um 69 
UCB level 69 is where they teach you to write down the jokes that you made in your <laughs> show so that you can redeploy them at a later date. Um, oh, that's but smart. That turkey bone thing was the technique Steve Buscemi had used to yeah. uh, sharpen well, his teeth here, into sort of fangs. Yeah. So everything about Steve Buscemi's character in the episode led you to believe that he was the number one suspect and that he should be the number one suspect. But as a as an expert medieval timesman myself, uh, I knew it was obvious that Steve Buscemi could not have done this because if Steve Buscemi was the one who had replaced Ben Affleck's sword with a real sword, Steve Buscemi was fighting Ben Affleck. He was at risk for killing himself. And so you, you got to be thinking at that point, well... What is this, 3D chess? Mm-hmm. You know, is Steve Buscemi thinking 12 moves ahead? Yes. No. No. Because he's a knight. Yes. Right? yes. He's a physical fighter. He's mm-hmm. not a mind thinker. He is thinker. a pawn on the chessboard. <laughs> he's, he's a not, pawn. Yes. He's a person yeah. hunter. He's, he's not a mind hunter. Yes. <laughs> yes. And as a knight, you know, as a medieval times knight, like when I see a knight and I think about chess, I think... That's a classic pawn. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, I love chess. Yes. And uh, so they're looking at the pawns and they're thinking these are the bad guys. Yep. Um, and particularly one, Steve Buscemi. And they're mm-hmm. not looking at some of the other players. No. They're not looking at the bishops. They're not looking at the rooks. Mm-mm. They're not looking at the queen. They're not looking at the knights. And they're not looking at the king. No. Uh, so they get, um, and what I'm thinking we, this whole time is mm-hmm, go on, uh, that when the pawn hits the conflicts, he thinks like a King, what he knows throws the blows when he goes to the fight and he'll win the whole thing for he enters the ring. There's nobody to batter when your mind is your might. So when you go solo, you hold your own hand and remember that depth is the greatest of heights. And if you know where you stand, then you know where to land. And if it, you fall, it won't matter. Cause you'll know that you're right. And that is mm-hmm, a freestyle rap that Dylan Smith as the firefighter does in the investigation yes, room. Famously written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Mm. Yes. And Dylan looks so proud when he does it. And yeah. everyone is just kind of looking at him like, that didn't solve the crime, dude. Okay, no. yeah. yeah. Uh, go write an album or something. With go that start title. a YouTube channel and yeah. they start cracking wise yeah. to him about that. Yeah, and he goes, okay, maybe I will. And he storms out. And the whole and time. And that's a story that's going to come back. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the whole time he's like, if Colton were here, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah, famously uh, within the show. Dylan's brother Colton was is dead. killed. He, he starved killed. to death, trapped in a revolving door in New York City, uh, unable to get out and breathe or eat. Uh, but we've got an even better hero now, Pierce Brosnan, the doctor. But oh, it is still sad. Yeah, I don't know if I'd yeah. say better. But yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he absolutely screwed up the beginning of this episode with the exactly. wishbone thing. Exactly. But um, they're not they're not looking at all these other players, right? They, no. they're just looking at this pawn and, you know, we said that something's fishies was going on in this episode mm-hmm. and that's true because this was a red herring. Mm. Yum. And red herring is what they find the owner of medieval times eating at his house. Mm-hmm. He's sitting down to a delicious red herring's dinner. sucking it off the bone like a cartoon cat. Pulling the yeah. scales out. Yep. And tossing them behind him to his jesters. Yes. <laughs> and he lives that way at home. Yeah. Were you surprised by that, Courtney? No, because when you're passionate about something, you have to uh, live it, breathe it, yes. eat be it, it, sleep it, drink it, be it. And yeah. yeah, Ben and I know that better than anybody. 
Work it, make it, be it, do it harder, better, faster, stronger. Uh, that, 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 don't, don't kill me. me. Oh. And that was a kind of power montage yeah. of this king, um, which is what he calls himself, mm-hmm. uh, the king of medieval times. Yeah. Uh, and really what he is is the franchise owner yeah. uh, who owns uh, four regional franchises yeah, he did in the greater Chicagoland yeah, area. Yeah, yes. he did not create medieval times no, no, or no, own no, all no, of medieval no, no, times. No, no. He just owns four of them which in the is Chicago crazy because his name yeah, he is owns one greg in, um, medieval yeah yes it is and he right. uh legally did change it because he shows he keeps <gasps> oh he i displays, just thought that was his real name he no, displays no, the, the certificate right yeah. over his door if you see it when we go into his it's house it's actually that's actually a pretty famous story the creator of mid medieval times was Dwayne medieval times and then uh greg <laughs> medieval famously changed his original name from um greg jones to greg medieval and it was a whole court thing uh, initially he wanted to a change a court it thing to, like a court with a jester or a court thing like a court that mark briggs works in no a court thing with a jester oh okay yeah cool um so we he brought it before the king and the king Whoa. was like you want to change your name to medieval times and he's like yes and he's like well you can't do that so he just settled on medieval <laughs> yeah egg on my face i thought that was his whole name the whole time no that's what he wants a classic case of a trick yeah, and I was able to tell that he was doing something fishy because he was absolutely surrounded by cease and desist letters for calling himself the king. Yes, in mm-hmm. his uh, dining room when they got there, uh-huh. um, and they talked to him about it. They uh, the detectives, have, yeah, they, they, have a chat with they him. sit down they and they're like, "Hey, buddy, hey." Champ, we need to have a talk. A tet, a tet, you know. Yeah. And yep. there's a chessboard on his table, and they're yeah, and they're kind of sitting like across casually it. moving pieces around while they're every talking. line that they say they move yeah. a piece, and then mm-hmm. they smack the clock. Yeah, that's what that is, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, I don't know why they did that in the episode. It distracted me. Um, I felt like I didn't understand why they were including chess in the show. It didn't make sense to me thematically or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. But uh, chess is oh. the thinking man's game, just like how medieval times were the thinking man's times. Harder, better, faster, stronger. Hold that, and that's the song that kind of bookends um, this scene in which basically what happens, if we have to describe the action of this, you know, kind of what really occurs over this 12-minute scene, yeah. it's basically they accuse um, the king of protecting Steve Buscemi, his knight, yeah. uh, from consequences for his actions. Mm-hmm. And the king says, no, I'm not. You can go to his house and accuse him yourself. Yeah. And so, he said that over like a nine-minute period. Yeah. But. Oh, yeah. Yeah, three minutes, I would say, was the song. And the other nine yeah. was that really, uh, <laughs> that battle of wits, you know, um, a Borg v. McEnroe of the Mines. Mm. Ah, um, I love golf. golf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so does Steve Buscemi. Yes. They find him mm-hmm. golfing on the course. On the yeah. course. He's in the back nine. Classic rich guy activity. Oh, right? They find him. Guy. He's um. He's wearing he's plaid pants and a little cap. And he has a ball boy. And Courtney said everything he does in this episode makes you believe he would be the villain. Yes. And it is true. When we get to that golf course, he's smoking making the ball cigar. boy. Smoking a cigar, first of all, bad for your ball boy's lungs. Because <laughs> what he does is he makes the ball boy suck in big smoke <laughs> yeah. off the cigar to filter it. Yeah. And then put Blows it in his, it in his mouth. mouth. 
Mm-hmm. to make it healthier <laughs> and that's problematic for a host of other reasons yes so we definitely think he's a villain because almost like kissing and put kissing on tv uh, no. that's r-rated okay no <laughs> I'm and he's out. making the ball boy also pick up his ball and put it back on the course and give him free shots mm-hmm. yeah no, no way that's cheating boy, jose no. and jose is uh the ball boy's name yeah that's what i w- that's why i was saying it yes wow we got uh, super played, excited played Mine's by um Sorry. john leguizamo yes yeah uh who well, was, was great a i mean old for a ball boy little old for yeah. a ball boy <laughs> but chomping scenery absolutely chewing up that course uh <laughs> as an actor i mean not in the way that steve buscemi was uh Literally chewing up chewing with course. his fangs yeah. that he had sharpened <laughs> on his turkey leg yeah he had those sharp teeth, so he had to. He, he had to use them. You had to use them. Yeah. Um, if he got them, use them. Yeah. So he's kind of chewing up the rough and turning it into a. Green, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> turning it into a green for yeah. himself. Yeah. Uh, and really giving himself as many golf advantages as he possibly can. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just absolutely choose another hole into the rough so that it's about three feet away from his ball. Yeah. And then just sinks it. Picks up the ball. Sinks that putt. <laughs> Puts it into the hole. <laughs> a real cheater. He's a villain. He's a real cheater. I mean, having sex with another woman on the course right in front of his wife. and After chopping up all that rough. Yes. Yeah. I mean, from rough to muff to duff, which is what he is drinking, which is what he is drinking. And those detectives uh, say, little early for that, don't you think? <laughs> and he just says, bite me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, to cut a long story short, they ask him if he'd done it. And he says, I ain't done it. So the heroes, they say, uh, all right, well, do you got any clues for us? Mm-hmm. Uh which is kind of a weird thing to yeah. ask somebody who hasn't done it and right. clearly has no idea what's going on. Right. Yeah. But then he said, you might want to look into the girlfriend. Yeah. And they were like, wait, he had a girlfriend. Does she know he's dead? And then we cut to a very sad scene. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, we've got, Sandra Bullock playing police chief Sam- Samantha Boltz mm-hmm. and uh, Selena Gomez playing rookie police cop. rookie Serena Sanchez, who's been on the force four or five years now. Yeah, but um, still a rookie. But still a rookie. Sandra hasn't aged a day. Yeah. Yeah. And she looks great. Looks great. Selena looks good too. Yes. Yeah. I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> they are standing on the porch of a woman kind of a classic charlestown woman's house yeah um sort of a tall apartment house yeah Yeah, classic (laughs) charlestown everyone understands sort of of a house and yeah it's like a classic charlestown dense neighborhood got a porch if Um, you if you're having trouble picturing it just picture a classic charlestown house and you'll yeah And this um, just uh, rugged firecracker of a white woman opens the door and says, 
what do you fucking want? Yeah. And she looks disheveled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Samantha and Serena take their police hats off. Yep. And, and put hold them, them over their, their hearts. hearts. Uh-huh. And uh, they say, um, they kind of alternate every word and they say, are you his girlfriend or not (laughs) (laughs) and um to which she replies to which she replies what is is this some kind of who are you (laughs) what is this some kind of fucking stripogram Are you about to take your uniforms off and start grinding? And they say, no. We are not. Because we are here to tell you that he is gone. Gone. Baby. And so, uh, and then they turned around goes, and winked they, at they the They turned camera. around and winked at the camera, and uh, and um, uh, and the woman says, uh, "I don't fucking care about that good for nothing. He can fucking lie dead at the bottom of the quarry for all I give a shit." Yeah. And then Serena and Selena and Samantha and Sandra have a little bit of scussing to do. Yeah. So um, they kind of go off to they say, "Can you hold on a minute?" Yeah. And they go to the side and and, and they scuss it. Um, yeah. And Selena Selena says, "Let me take this one. Let me let me guess. She done it. She and, seemed like she hate him." Mm-hmm. And then Serena says, oh. "But." <laughs> She thought he died in the quarry. Mm-hmm. So then Samantha speaks up. Mm-hmm. And she goes, maybe it's a red herring. And oh. then Serena goes, oh, I'm hungry. <laughs> Should we go get some food? And then Sandra goes, yeah. And they do. Yeah. Uh, so they do. And uh, then they have a little more of a discussion. And um, in their next discussion, they find out from talking about it <laughs> that, the, um, that uh, the girlfriend didn't do it. Uh, and yeah. it's, actually, uh, it's actually funny how they found out um, because they were, <laughs> they, they were sitting in a, uh, um, a uh, Boston lobster market. And uh, they saw a in Chicago. Well, because they were still in. Well, they were because they, they didn't fly all the way back to Chicago from Charlestown after telling the girlfriend. Um, so they were oh, at the Boston Lobster Market. I oh. assumed this was all in Chicago. I assumed we were talking about Charleston, Chicago, Illinois. Oh, and that is funny. That's yeah. probably why we were having so much that trouble is, describing yeah. the house. <laughs> I'm that is smacking re- my forehead. Bonk, bonk, bonk. That is really funny. Yes, you would think that, but actually, what they did, um, and I know this from reading the trades, was uh, in the trades they had an interview about the making of this episode, and they filmed this part on location in mm-hmm. Charlestown, Massachusetts. Oh. Um, where the town takes place. Mm. Uh, but because the fans of Chicago Heroes are so diehard, um, they actually dressed up the sets and put big green screens behind everything yeah. out on location yeah. um, with imagery of Chicago skyline behind it oh. so that people wouldn't uh, oh. 
wouldn't be mad. Yeah. Huh. That's um, beautiful. Which is, of course, why at the end of this Those whole... Those fans are so diehard, which is my favorite Navi movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 Same. I We took a pause just a moment ago, and I watched it, and I agree. Um, good. The, yeah, good. Uh, <laughs> but... Anyway, Courtney, um, you must have thought that the reveal where they found out when they were in the Boston Lobster Market that the girlfriend didn't do it was pretty exciting twist. Yeah, it was an exciting twist. I, I was fully on board because I, I knew it wasn't Steve Buscemi, but I thought that it was going to be the girlfriend for sure. Um, so How the, did you know that it wasn't Steve Buscemi? Uh, because I had already, um, as I previously stated, that <laughs> Steve Buscemi would not have uh, replaced Ben Affleck's sword with an actual sword for fear, fear of killing himself. Right. Yeah. Unless he was playing 40 chess. And he wasn't was not. He's no. a this villain. is a guy who can play thirty chess maximum. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. we think we think it's a girlfriend, but then we find out that it's not. I know. And, and at this point in the episode, I did not know what to think. Well, yeah. the well, way they find out roles. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they're just kind of scrolling through her Instagram. Yeah. Just being like, okay, well, where was she at this at the scene of the, at the time of the crime? Yeah. And, well, we see a lot of posts of her sleeping around with other guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and she's posting it on her public profile. Public. Yeah. And she's, she was proud of it. Yeah. Yes. She was chewing the scenery for sure. Mm-hmm. Munching that rough. And they say, not her. And uh, <laughs> so then the scene ends. They kind of finish their lobster rolls and then... And the big green screen... Um, Suck their fingers. Uh-huh. Big green screen rolls up with the Chicago skyline. It rolls up off the screen. <laughs> and we see that it's actually Boston. And then um, title card, You Mad Bro? Uh, and then we cut back to yeah. actual Chicago yeah. detective room. I, yep, yeah. I love experimental film. So yeah, now they're, they're, back in, they're, they're back in the detective room. And they're like, okay, so it's not Steve Buscemi, the opponent. And it's not his girlfriend, well, they are watching. They are taking a break uh, after that because they're we thinking were so on a hard. Break. <laughs> yeah, so they watch Friends for one, <laughs> and then when Friends ends, they're Ugh, so sadly, really sad. I lot hate how Friends carnage. ends. A lot of carnage. Do they get together in the end? Well, Ross gets on the plane, and the plane is actually in nine eleven. Yeah. Yeah. One of the ones that was like a part of the thing, or one like just no. A, it was even one? actually the saddest one. He was on the one that missed, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's so ashamed of himself for <laughs> not being able to hit his target that he uh, oh he lands the plane. He lets everyone off, and then he um, takes off again and flies into the ocean just with his self on it. And, and that and, man um, was Sully Sullenberger. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Wait, I thought that was Ross. <laughs> well, he was wearing a Mission Impossible mask. Oh. Um, and maybe, Sarah, you didn't actually see the follow-up because when he took his first mask off and he was uh, Sully. Um, Sully. 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 Sully fucking Sullenberger. Uh, he takes the mask off again. And he says, somebody stop me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, after the somebody hear- stop me, Sullenberger. <laughs> and this episode is sponsored by Sullenbergers. If you'd like to get a Sullenberger, use offer code Wallburger to get a quarter pound off. 
So anyway, once the heroes are all done crying at the end of Friends, uh-huh. uh, uh. they watch an episode of The Wire. And in The Wire, um, one of the guys in The Wire says to another Wire guy, um, if you come at the king, you best not miss. Right. Yes. And the heroes hear that. Particularly yeah. Morgan Freeman hears it. Yeah. Um, who's not even a hero. He's a guest hero. Yeah. And mm-hmm. what does he start thinking? He starts thinking, king, n- king, knight, chess. Night, night, day, night, day. We need to watch Night and Day, the Tom Cruise. Cameron Diaz movie. Yeah. yeah. So they watch that one. They watch Night and Day. Doesn't give them any ideas no. other than it's to time watch to watch the holiday. holiday. Yes. With Cameron Diaz and Jude Law. Pretty good Navi movie. And then Mark no Briggs. No ideas from that one other than But Mark watch. Briggs is sitting there and he thinks, Oh, yeah. Law. 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 So they watch Jude Law's whole filmography. Yes. Oh, and yes. Plus, Start to finish plus when the they... young Pope. Yes. Yeah. Right. Which is Tvography. Yes. Uh, and when they get to that one, mm-hmm. they start thinking about religion. God. And actually, they think about praying. it through the whole way. God. And when they get to God, they think, God, like a king. Gods are like a king. God Wait, king. Kings. And then, yeah. And then in The Young Pope, they do the hard cut from Jude Law yelling at God to God eating a red herring, sucking it like a cartoon cat. Funk. Yeah, and he's sitting on a throne that's made of knives that are kind of fanning out like a peacock. Mm-hmm, like Steve Buscemi's hat. And yes. They, they say to themselves, we already ruled Steve Buscemi's out. <laughs> so we did all of this for, for nothing. nothing. And then they say, wait, who had nothing to gain from doing this? <laughs> and that really gives them mm-hmm. an idea. They go... Well, then, then they all start pointing at each other. <laughs> they all start pointing at each other, uh, jacuzzing one another. <laughs> and and uh, big fight. Yeah. yeah. Conk each other out on the faces and heads. Lots of crying. Everybody pass out. Yeah. And then when they wake up, they say guys who was the one who we have something to gain by solving the case yeah who's the one who really had nothing to gain and morgan freeman uh chews his cigar but soft not the way soft, steve yeah. buscemi does it soft like a hero mm-hmm. and he goes the franchise owner mm-hmm. and they all go like kind of a do a huh and morgan freeman goes business is already booming medieval times has never been stronger Stock is up. Stock, the stock in medieval times is the only stock that's up. Right. So we end the episode back at medieval, medieval times. times. So we're back in your court, uh, court Jester. Taffer. Yes. So I, I'm you an must have known audience the, member, just a simple audience member. Well, but well. you are an aficionado, and so you must have known the direction that this was going. At when this we point, ended up back there. Yeah, at this point, I had a pretty good idea. Yeah, I mean, the they spelled it out. Yeah, they up, said yeah. in a super on the bottom third of the screen, it just said, if you don't know it by now, it's Greg Medieval. Mm-hmm. But that had to... What are your feelings about that, Courtney? <laughs> um, I mean, is that a betrayal? It was a... Uh, Greg, Greg Medieval is someone who... Um, I slander on my podcast frequently. Mm. Please save with me, mm. evil times. And um, 
it felt right on point. Mm. Um, the fact that they got the actual Greg, Greg Medieval to play Greg Medieval mm-hmm. in the episode was um, very real for me. Yeah, yeah. It's like when Ariana Huffington is on an episode of The L Word. Yes, it's exactly <clears throat> like that. Yeah, because she's playing herself. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, and that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, and also what I'm saying. I th- think I'm saying that we're in agreement. Yeah, Ben. Ben. Same. Great. Same. Yeah, that's what I think that's what we're all saying. So Greg Medieval, he done it. Yes. And they all kind of march in, and there's another battle about to take place. Yeah. The announcer is, the is up a, there yeah, the, doing the thing, and they all kind of just sprint onto the field and yell, mm-hmm. stop, stop everything. And the announcer is like, but has no idea what to do. I mean, uh-huh. he's actually, yeah, and he's actually like that, because yeah. that's a really good impression, Courtney. Thank you. Uh, I did a bad impression, and Courtney did a good well, impression. Well, Courtney's been practicing it for so long. Yeah. I didn't make it that far in UCB. He's been nailing uh-huh. it. Um I don't know how to react to anything. I bet, Courtney, you were wishing it was going to be the announcer guy who did it because then you could be. I could have stepped in for sure. Yeah. But alas. Just a highly franchise owner. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, they stop it, right? Yeah, they stop it. Big time. And they they all point. Yeah, yeah, they point up. (laughs) They point up at the big crown. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, at the big throne and crown. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and they say, big owner's box, big owner's yeah. box. And they say, you up there. And he kind of peers down and he goes, what? Uh-huh. And they say, you done it. And he goes, if you want to get me, uh, he goes, I'll make you a deal. The deal is you can fight for me to come down. <laughs> Uh, and I, this say- was honestly sorry the reason that that kind of little <laughs> plot um, point that I just gave there sounded so bad I mean really <laughs> unbelievable and just really lame was actually this was a part of the episode where I fell asleep yeah so uh. what actually happens is that he says you can fight for me to come you know what actually <laughs> you're gonna have to find me and then he disappears in a puff of smoke yeah and then we get a real scooby-doo situation mm-hmm. with everybody splitting up and running around the stadium yeah. and running around the backstage of medieval times to cr- kind of try and find greg medieval yeah and that was that part of the episode i felt was the most authentic of the whole episode oh for because sure. there's a lot of hallways there's a lot of doorways there's a lot of tunnels and it's like underground disney yeah yes exactly but better because it's better. real yeah it's real that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and that's also what I'm saying. And and also what sounds I'm like saying we're in before. agreement. So right. they find him, him as he pops up through a <laughs> trap door right yeah. into the center stage of the yeah. grounds, yes. chasing after him. Yeah, and, and canned heat by Jamiroquai starts playing. And when he pops the up, stage the knights have still been fighting. Yeah, and yeah. his trap door right between the knights and <clears throat> uh, the red knight is swinging his big sword yeah. hurling toward yes the yellow knight yes mm-hmm. and it's right over the trap door and uh greg medieval Oof. springs up out of that trap door and then a head lopped off just slices Thwink. across his thorax yes and that is his like his 
head and bless some. Yeah. yeah head and his bust. Mm-hmm. And that is how the episode ends is not with that um, final image, but with a, a, it's a match cut where his bust uh, that got bloody, bloody lopped off mm-hmm. turns into a bronzed full size version mm-hmm. of it on uh, Morgan Freeman's. Yeah. Desk. And the inscription says, Bustin' makes me feel good. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then uh, the... Credits roll. Credits roll with the episode title, um, kind of one of those title card things that comes right at the end. Yeah. A Night's Fail. <laughs> nice. Great and stuff. And now it is time for us to go to a sponsor. Hey, Hero Heads, hoping... Hoping you're having a great time listening to this episode. We're having a great time making it for you. And to show your appreciation for all the hard work we do, why don't you head on over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Tell your friends about it too. If you rate us and review us, we might even read it on the air so that people get to hear all your kind words. So choose them wisely. Thanks and back to the episode. Welcome back, Hero Heads. Uh, And now it's time for us to move along on this podcast episode to our favorite part, which is the segment. Love the segment. Yes. And so... Wish we could start every episode with it, really. We could, but it... But we can't because in the bylaws, it tells us we've got to do it in this order. Yeah, bylaws and standing rules uh, say that. And you can read bylaws them. and standing rules say what? <laughs> uh, bylaws and standing rules say what? <laughs> you can check them out if you want. If you go um, to our Vine, um, and there's a couple snippets of me and Ben reading all the bylaws and standing rules out loud. If you want to use them for your own um, podcast, please feel free to take them, but pay us. The segment this week is called A Kid in King Arthur's Court. <laughs> now, what's that all about? Well, Hero Heads, we've all seen the 1990-something movie, A Kid in King Arthur's Court, uh, which is about a kid who time travels to King Arthur's Court. Mm. Uh, So the question for this segment is, uh, when you were a kid, where would you have wanted to go back in time to? So what we're going to do for the segment is discuss that, and then one of us will win. Um, (laughs) So... Let's see. Oh, and uh, one rule for this. I know it's off theme, but uh, you can't say medieval times. So I'm sorry, Courtney, if that makes it challenging for you. No, it does. Uh, That makes it extremely challenging for me. Hmm, I know mine. where I was going to go. Well, let's start with you, Sarah, and Courtney. (laughs) um, Just uh, take a tip from me. What I usually do in these segments, if I need to think, is you can just tune her out. 
Um, I think you're going to want to hear this though, because it might spark some inspiration for you and you may even want it to be the same thing. Thinking. Um, because there's really only one answer to me. Thinking. 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 <laughs> to me, it's like, I'm kind of, I think I was born thinking. in the wrong decade thinking. a little bit because I love kind of like classic rock or like old school rock and roll. So Come on, Courtney, if I were a kid, something. and I can't think of a better place for a kid than Woodstock 69. With Jimi oh. Hendrix, Limp Biscuit, Lit, um, the Carpenters. Go back and, and take a picture of Jesus. Um, yeah, I pretty much think I was born in the wrong decade. And to go back to the 60s and be able to go to Woodstock, go even to as a kid, would be pretty cool. Investing Bitcoin? Um, anyway, that's about, my, that's about it for me. 1990 Microsoft stock? thinking and sarah your time is up uh so <laughs> nice job on that um i'm sure you had a good answer uh so now we're gonna go ahead and uh move on to courtney great um if i could go back in time Did i have the wrong answer i would probably go back to when um angelo medieval times and took jessica davies on their first date um, yeah, because that's where yeah. that's where love was born, and their son ended up being born from that gym? marriage. And he created medieval <sighs> times, which is where originally I would have wanted to no, no, go if I was allowed to do that. Need money. I should go back to UCB to be better at this game. And Courtney Taffer, your time is up. Thank you. So that uh, means it's on to my turn of a kid in King Arthur's court. Uh, and where would I go when I was a kid if I could travel in time? Thinking. All right, go for it, Ben. Well, I will tell you about it. Uh, I think that there's nothing better in life than Gordon finding good opportunities to make money, and I've always been that way since I was a kid. Uh, well, when I was a kid, uh, and I was in the early 90s, I would have traveled forward in time to Woodstock 99. Now, famously at Woodstock 99, there were some big crimes that happened, including a bad fire and assault. So what I would have done is traveled forward in time to being an adult and become a life insurance and fire and hazard insurance policy man. And then I would have gone back to 98 to the United States and I would have sold life insurance policies and fire and hazard policies to all kinds of fans of new metal and rap rock before they went to Woodstock 99, and I would have cashed exist? in big time. Did Limp Biscuit sing? Spike TV's the Paramount Fight? Network now. And that's been A Kid in King Arthur's Court. Mm. Some nice trumpet work, Courtney Taffer. Thank you. Playing from all three holes. Thanks. That's how you got to do it, you know? Well, it's time for the rescue report. My favorite part. All right, Hero Heads, uh, let's count them up. The people who were saved this episode. 
But before we do that, I want to say a lot of people died this episode. Yeah. It was kind of a bloodbath, and I feel like we didn't really talk about it in the episode recap. Yeah. But I they mean, were to a, start with buildings one and two. Yeah, a bunch of people died. Right? Oh yeah. So that's what they want you to believe. So something that kind of <laughs> that's respectful is that um a lot of people died in this episode. A lot of knights went down, and um, we only kind of saw them. And we're not talking about Steve Buscemi and his uh, mistress. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that a lot of knights died, mm-hmm. and we kind of only followed the trajectory of one knight's death. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of a symptomatic problem across the entire organization, which is why it made more sense <laughs> that it was somebody in charge doing it yeah. and if they had even thought about that for a second mm-hmm. they probably would have known so we had about yeah 70 100 deaths yeah i mean we didn't even discuss what was going on in this episode at the Bolingbrook, illinois location yeah mm-hmm. at the laporte indiana location mm-hmm. we were just looking at this on a really micro level we weren't really seeing the forest for the trees but it's important to note i think that these people died yeah. as part of the rescue report yes and at Greg Medieval's second location next door. Yes. yes. So Chicago Circle. All that aside, a couple people were saved. Um, uh, oh well, right before he dies, um, uh, Ben Affleck's uh, daughter came into the. Lacoste. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, and, and she accidentally to... got tangled up in um, a romance. Uh, hmm? A romance. A romance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With Dylan Smith because he's hunky firefighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ben Affleck tells her, "I'll kill you if you don't save yourself <laughs> for marriage." Yeah, and, and she promises him she will. Yeah, so she's saved. And that's one. And then there's the three of us. Yeah, I feel saved. So that's four. And that's the rescue report. And I would say one little more thing, (laughs) which is that um, Dylan Smith's ego was saved when he hit his millionth YouTube view. Mm. Ah. And that's been (laughs) the The rescue rescue report. report. Well, Hero Heads, that's been our penultimate segment, The Rescue Report. So let's move on to the ultimate one. That's next week on. Next week on this show. Courtney, did you catch the next week on? Oh, no, I will not be watching next week unless it's medieval times themed again. So is this the only episode of the show you've seen? Uh, Yeah, this is the only episode of television I've seen. Well, why get it on the screen when you can go right to the source? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can lead a horse to water. But, but you, you can't, can't make him think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which was, I've been saying that for years. <laughs> kind of the lesson of all the horses that died uh, in those uh, night battles by not avoiding swords. Yeah. None of yeah. those horses were saved. No. Yeah. And I wasn't even counting them in the rescue report as Mm-mm. things who had died. I just counted people. Yeah. And... Uh, we didn't see the next week on either, obviously um, because the because as we said we were watching this episode in black and white right yeah and, and I 
Well, what were you going to say? <laughs> well, I was going to say that uh, the uh, next week on, there's a little message before it that said, uh, don't watch this if you're watching in black and white. Oh, I was going to say that I had kind of, in the scene where <laughs> Steve Buscemi was on the golf course, um, when he pulled out a Duff beer, I was like, oof, I'm thirsty. So I ran out to the store to get some Duff. Mm. And I thought I'd make it back in time for next week on because that was like pretty early in the episode. But I got caught up just kind of chatting with the guy at the convenience store. And then I was kind of like, oh, is there Duff? Do you have Duff beer here? And he's like, that's not real. You can't buy that. And I was like, okay, um, can you just like kind of direct me to another beer that you find enjoyable? And then he showed me a couple of things that just were kind of like too expensive for my taste. And then I was like, Ugh, do I want a beer at all? So then I didn't get one. And then I got a bag of, um, flaming hot Cheetos and I ate the whole thing. And then, you know, I spent the rest of the thing in the bathroom. Yeah. And, and that happened. That I said I that was happened. lying. So, <laughs> Yeah. I just fell asleep. Mm. We know. Yeah. Anyway, that's been next week on. Uh, so it's time to move on to our ultimate, ultimate segment, which is the Ray Romano Memorial Promo section. Mamma mia. <laughs> wow, these are really good Ray Romano impressions. <laughs> oh, just wait. <laughs> so, Courtney Taffer, uh, uh-huh. I don't think that you would know a Ray Romano impression from a Parmigiano Reggiano hunk of cheese because you've never seen TV before. Uh, I've seen live stand-up comedy. Oh, I forgot that sometimes they have a, a headliner at Medieval Times. Actually, the headliner is Medieval Times. Ray Romano has opened for Medieval Times a couple a couple times, though. Oh, yeah, and that's going to be... And that's why I never go... Yeah, because I can't stand seeing those holograms. <laughs> yeah. So creepy. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, uh, Courtney, mm-hmm. um, you're a Chicago land man. Uh, Only so technically. Why don't you share some of that stuff with me? Yeah. <laughs> Give us some stuff. Give us some stuff. Sarah, why don't you go ahead and uh, take it away? Yeah. Hey, Courtney, why don't you give us some stuff? Stuff. Um, okay, I guess I could give you guys what's in my pockets right now. No, I oh. mean the good stuff. Oh. What do you got going on, or what does other stuff um, happen? You going know what? On? Uh, there, I guess there would, I'd say there's three live shows that I think everyone should check out. Number, Medieval Times. Well, that was going to be third. Okay. <laughs> Save the best for last. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. <sighs> well, I guess there's two live shows I think you should check out then. Um, the Arts, Wednesdays at 10 at CIC Theater. And Ten Impeller's Magical Mystery Tour, Fridays at Midnight, IO Theater, Chicago. And also Medieval, medieval times. times. I can say with great authority that all three of those, except for Medieval Times, because I've never been, are right. very good. Yeah. Well, I can say with authority, because I've been to all three, all three are very good, especially Medieval Times. Nice. So Hero Heads. Go when he, when you're not watching TV, go check that stuff out. Uh, go see some live TV. Drag yourself out of yeah. your filthy hovels and go interact with another human being. Do like they once. would do at medieval times and say yes and. Ah. Harder, better, faster, stronger. Mm-mm-mm. And that's been the Ray Romano Memorial Promo section. Uh, so as ever and as always uh, to you, we bid you jadu and we say rest. R-I-D. <laughs>
Rest in Deborah. Smells like courage. Yeah. Ha.